We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast coming at you Tuesday afternoon from Denver, Colorado before the Wolves play the Nuggets on Wednesday evening. On today's episode, I'll be joined by Adam Mares, Harrison Wind, and Brendan Vote of DNVR Sports. Adam Harrison and Brendan all cover the Nuggets for DNVR. I just wanted to hop on here at the beginning before the episode starts to uh, give you a little heads up that this episode will flow a little different than the other shows I do. We recorded this as a simulcast for their YouTube live stream. So Adam ends up serving as the host and I am more so a guest for this episode. Uh, So it'll kind of start with a more nuggets focus, allow them to kind of rant and rave about Jokic, who's been awesome here recently. And then we will get into a conversation about the similarities between a team led by Carl Anthony Towns and a team led by Nikola Jokic. And we'll do a little game preview of Wednesday night's matchup. So just wanted to let you know that when you don't hear my voice right away at the beginning uh, of the show, that doesn't mean your podcast app switched to a different channel. It's just a little bit different of a format for this episode, but I think you'll enjoy it. It was a fun conversation. So after a quick break, I'll join Adam, Harrison, and Brendan for today's show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. <laughs> I can't get you Are you kidding me? I can't believe you're bringing this energy, man. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's in studio. Dane is Come in on. the studio. I can't get you. Yes. He doesn't usually do that, Dave. 
Not, I, I do it. Every I thought time. he did it. Every time. <laughs> that was my guess. Every time. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. Join us in the pregame show because we make money for everybody. You know you want to do it. I got Brendan Vote in the house. You've already heard from him, the air horn. So I'll just go ahead and move, move along quickly. And, uh, yeah, I'll just sit back from there. Yeah, just sit back. Yeah. Take, take a couple minutes off here. I got Harrison Wind over here looking as good as always. You're I, looking. Great I don't think man. I have that same energy because I'm still exhausted from that game last night. <laughs> I'm I'm dead tired. Can I? be opposite of that i'm energized and i can't wait i'm telling you this first segment i'm ready to hopefully spit some fire i don't know but i'm very excited to talk about a topic that i think is going to be interesting and maybe frame the first half Mm. of this season Uh, it's starting to come into into focus for me i feel like i'm starting to see some of the themes here but of course we are joined by one of my favorites around the blogosphere uh covering the minnesota timberwolves for the dane moore nba podcast and of course crap i just put my notes sports Sports not and then writing of course for sports not we got dane moore dane good to see you and it's it's cool to be here. I, we, Harrison, Adam, Brendan, we've talked about DNVR for a long time and seen what you guys are doing. But it's cool to actually be here in person, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know, Dane has a good podcast because he just named it after himself. Like it's that, so that's true. when you know you've arrived as it's a podcaster. True. Search engine optimization, right? <laughs> you know, you just name it after yourself. Exactly. Do you think the show would do better if it was the Adam Modest podcast? Oh my God, I'm actually going to go. <laughs> Shouldn't have given you that idea. <laughs> to be honest. Maybe Harrison Wynn podcast. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll work on it. Maybe we'll try it out. Um, we're going to talk about the Timberwolves. I mean, there's still a ton of Nuggets Timberwolves crossover, even with Wancho out of the mix here. Um, R.I.P. Wancho. Where is Wancho? Is he even playing? Boston. Yeah, I know he's in Boston. Well, he's not he... exactly playing. Yeah, not he's playing. He's in Boston. Is he not playing coach decision, or is there something going on? I can't even. I, I, can't I don't know. DMP CD. Yeah, sure. I think it's okay. mostly coach. I, Dane, are you anxiously awaiting the release of the Sandler Wancho film as we are? Oh, to- and Adam or Anthony Edwards is in it as well. Is he really? What? Yeah, no this way. is must see. Wow. That's great. You know, that it makes you think, though, if Wancho was here, who would be in the movie? Not Jokic. Bones. Bones. Oh, well, yeah, but I think it filmed before the Bones era, but you're right. Well, if I was thinking of filling out a cast for an Adam Sandler movie, like Anthony Edwards would be of course. top of the list. Wancho wouldn't, but um, Wancho I, has I'm excited right to look. see both of them. Wancho has the right look. When you saw, what was it, the plot of this movie is he's a uh, uh, foreign... A prospect, but he's got it kind of. He's like Darko, comes yeah, from a troubled, troubled past. past. You look, yeah, <laughs> you look, you look at Wancho, and you're like, he looks like. I mean, he's he couldn't have gone the part without the tats, is what you're saying. Best tats in the league. <laughs> I might tell me I'm lying. It's the best tats in the league. You guys had a very different Wancho experience. <laughs> <laughs> we, did. we did, we did. That's facts. You know what's funny is we had the same Wancho experience. It's just for whatever reason right. we all love this goofy. Oh, it's so fun. Um, but uh, so we'll get into all of that here in a little bit. First, though, I want to tell you guys. Remind you, there's lots and lots in the DNVR box. Oh, it rocks, it rocks. Uh, right now, we're selling the DNVR box. So if you want to invite a friend into this beautiful DNVR universe that we have created with you, uh, then you can do that. Two t-shirts. Look at this. Do they all have this beautiful floral oh, arrangement on the cover? I think none of them actually do. Okay. I think it's an uglier box than this one, but we <laughs> dolled it up for the show. You get two t-shirts inside this box. You get a subscription to DNVR for one year, and then just for buying this gift for a friend, you don't even have to tell your friends this, you get $15 off the merch wow. store. So you get $15 to send. You can pretty much get a free shirt or hat or something like that with it. So the DNVR box. Lots and lots in that box. Man, that was really a clunky way to do I don't it. think that box is going to make it to Christmas. Like, we might need to get a <laughs> I new need to, box. I need to retape it or something. Yeah. Um, Can I get one of those? I, we'll talk about that okay. later. I'll show. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> see how you do. Yeah, we'll see how you do today. <laughs> Guys, Dane is here, but, and we're going to talk about the Timberwolves a lot. We're going to preview this game, but I have to start. I'm sorry. We have to start somewhere else. We were having uh, informal hot box and hot takes in our group chat last night after watching this game <laughs> because the immediate reaction on our show and really just for everybody watching was oh tony brothers you know Jokic ejected like all these layers to it but you go back and watch that game or even if you just go back and watch the highlights of that game through three quarters just watch the third quarter Jokic was as dominant i think as possible it's not uh, other guys have had great three quarters or this or that Jokic controlled that game to a level that was like i don't know what you would do better than that and a deep irony to him once being the sort of analytics darling because last night the eye test actually told you way more than the box score. I mean, his box score was incredible, but to your point, you coined it as flat-footed dominance in a tweet. Loved that. He literally wasn't jumping at times, and um, it was was dominance with ease in in a manner that even for Jokic, it was eye-popping. Dane, you watched the game? I did, yes. What are, what, were, you, are, were you as impressed with Jokic prior to the meltdown, but were you as impressed? I was, and so I kind of like 
looking at it versus the way that the the Wolves played Washington mm. like 10 days ago. And one, it was just striking to me how different Washington approached guarding Nikola Jokic versus Carl Anthony mm. Towns. Yeah. And Kuzma was out for that game. But right, right, right. What, what Washington did was just guard Cat with Kuzma. And what? Then, and then bring, I mean, that's been a theme all year for, for the Wolves where they're, Jared Vanderbilt, former Nugget, is starting but can't shoot, isn't right. spacing oh, the floor. Right. So centers are staying on uh, Vanderbilt. Makes sense. And then once Cat tries to, you know, fight his way into the yeah. lane, then the center comes over there for the double. Mm. And so what, what stood out to me is it was so easy for Jokic. He, yeah. he did his work early. He got deep. He was able to seal Gafford. He was able to do all those things. Whereas for Cat, it was so difficult, mm. you know, to, to, get, to get his position. The Wolves offense is obviously so similarly predicated around Cat as the Nuggets is around Jokic. But it was a massive struggle through the first quarter to get any sort of rhythm going when the Wolves played the Wizards. And I was just like, man, why why, why is it so much easier for Jokic? Yeah, it, it was so easy. And Jokic came out of halftime trying to make sure he didn't have to play the fourth quarter. Right. Like, <laughs> he, he came out in the third and he broke the Wizards spirit. Yeah. Like he pretty much made them give up, at least in that third quarter. Daniel Gafford got this technical foul on Yoke. And it was one of those like, Ref, I don't know what to do. He's just too good. I can't do anything. Technical fouls. Right. Like he just threw his hands. He was like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. The guy's just too good. Um, yeah, he he broke their spirit in the third. And that's what he's been doing to teams because it has been so easy and there's no answer. Even aside from the like metaphorical breaking of the spirits or this or this or that of it, Yogi just has no weaknesses on offense. And he's pretty good defensively. But on offense, there's just none. And I think... Even for great players like Carl Anthony Towns, there's first, can you do everything from a skill set standpoint? And I think Towns can. Yeah. Like, it has every skill set. But then there's a, do you recognize what to do in every moment? And then there's, do you recognize it in a split second? And Jokic is at that third level where not only can he do everything, and not as only does he know when to do what, but he recognizes it immediately. So yeah. every time down the court, he sees the balance of the court and is like, here's how this play is going to go gets right into it, does something, and it's just like every possession is, that's why it looks so easy is because he's operating mentally three seconds ahead of everybody, and then he also just can do everything. So no matter what you do, you're picking a poison, and he's like, yeah, I'll pick that one. It's fine. You're going to die this way. Let's get this possession. And that's the gap between him and Cat right now. Right. I mean, Cat is actually better than Jokic at some things. Yeah, shooting. and For for sure shooting. And, And at the same time, I mean, just objectively speaking, it's not close. Right. Comparing those two two players right now and it goes back to it is difficult for cat to to exploit those mismatches where where Jokic is reading it better but he's also reading it quicker yeah right when i when i watch him play compared to cat and and so if cat can do things better if he is a better athlete if he is a better shooter he's not he's not able to get to those things as quickly and then the opposing defense is going to be able to yeah. it's that one second right like that i think makes it's lossless like it's not one second this is the thing mm-hmm. it's honest to god instantaneous there's no delay right now in Jokic's yeah. decision making or ahead of time premeditated set up like what totally you, so i think it's he's doing more dictating than reacting right yeah. to what defenses are doing and i mean he's reacting as well but he's never caught off guard right. by what comes next and so i think there's just this it's the instantaneous decision making but I do think even more so than Jokic would probably admit, yeah. he sees the floor and assesses what's coming before. This that. is what's funny about Wilder and, and Fury, right? When they did this, had this this latest fight and Fury kept saying, like, you can't beat me with bad footwork. He's <laughs> like, this guy punches hard, man. He yeah. throws as hard as anyone. But guess what? I can read him every time and he's going to throw him and maybe he gets lucky and connects one. But odds are he's not because I'm seeing everything he's doing and I just react to it better. And that's how Jokic is. It's like mm. you are you, all these guys players are good. If you have little mistakes, I see them and I'm just going to get them every single time. And here's where I'm, I want to, and this is the point I wanted to get to in this first segment that I think is so interesting. You guys watch Yellowstone at all? Oh, yeah. No? No. Nope. No. So one yeah. person. So I, I'm only on like six episodes into it or whatever. It's like, the well, season's it's, not that great. It's but. whatever. I think, I honestly, the show's like to me, it's like, it's it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, it's no succession. There's this one character in there. Everybody kind of knows that it, it's kind of like it, right? But like worse than like it. Yeah, just, just worse. It. Yeah. So it's, um, a daughter figure who's sort of a tor- tor- tortured soul. People are going to roll their eyes and be like, that's not how the story, just giving broad strokes here, tortured soul 
who is in town to help her father with this dispute that they're going on. And she's like tortured and going crazy. Like this is putting her in her worst self, like this situation and she's going crazy. And there's the scene with the dad where she's like screaming in the background, like losing her mind. And he's like, yeah, I need her to be evil for me right now. So like, this is what I need. I need this worst version of her for my purposes. And it kind of got me thinking, reminded me of Yoke in this moment right now (laughs) of that. Yo- Welcome to the show, Dan. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm being serious about this. So, I get it. I get it. So, so Jokic no, there's right There's a horse crossover here somewhere. There's a horse crossover going on. Um, Jokic right now is everything's been taken away from him. Murray's been taken away from him. Michael Porter's been taken away from him. Will Barton's been taken away from him. The schedule is ridiculous. This first half of the schedule against Denver right now, on the road nonstop, playing so many games in a row, all of this. Like He is being forced right now. He's never quit. He's being forced to either quit or just like pack it in or compromise or this or that, or somehow push himself from the MVP he was last year to just like the only way you could win is if you perform better than you're capable of. So he's pushing his limits right now every single night in the NBA, and he's accepting that challenge for whatever reason. We thank God for him. But right now, I really do feel like he's getting better every game because he's being pushed so hard right now, and it's bringing, it's torturing him. He's clearly getting technicals. He's getting thrown out. All this stuff is happening. But the real result of it is he is being sharpened as a player, and we're starting to see the biggest results of that. I think for me, one one of the big evolutions, and I, I did talk about this on last night's show. Dan's here. Don't want to repeat myself too much. There, one of the things he's learning now too is what is required of me in this very moment, this very possession, this very quarter, this very game, this stretch of schedule. You can keep backing it out, and his internal clock now of like, I think this is when I'm going to press the scoring button, or I'm yeah. going to be in playmaking mode, or this is a game that requires not just my stats, but me setting the tone from the jump. His understanding of these things, it's LeBron-esque in my opinion, in, in some of the ways that he's looking at the... Not, I don't want to say load management because that's such a negative connotation, but the load management of being a superstar yeah. and a team that's re- that's relying on you so heavily... And so how to manage that, not just be great every night, but but take care of himself, maintain himself. It's so impressive. But also the me. mental toughness that it takes for what he's in right now. 100%. Like he's honestly carved of iron right now. I Jokic agree. is carved of iron both physically to be able to do this, but also just mentally to like every night the bench is going to give you a minus 15. So you got to win every night by 15 <laughs> points, yeah. man. And just yeah. and it's going to be it's going to suck. You're going to get super frustrated, but just keep going. And he is right now. He keeps going and he's better right now. I honestly believe this. He is better right now than he was the first week of this season. And he was better the first week of the season than he was last year when he won MVP. Yeah. I think it goes back to, you know, when you face adversity, you find out stuff about yourself. And when the Nuggets had all these injuries happen and the COVID absences and whatnot, Jokic kind of realized that he can do this and it's really up to him. Yeah. Like it's right. it's really on him every right. single night, and <laughs> I think he just kind of looks at this pretty simply. We don't know everything about Jokic, but I think we know a lot about him. And one of the things is, uh, I, I think he has a tremendous amount of pride. Oh my god! And he a problematic amount of pride. One, like he won MVP last year, and I just think he thinks about it as I just have to be better than I was last year because I'm one year uh, further in the league. I'm, I'm one year more experienced. We're trying to get better as a team. I have to be a better player than I was last year. And that combined with what the Nuggets need from him right now and all that adversity that he's faced, those two things have come together into this dominant player who every single night just knows that it's up to me. And he's delivering. It's so interesting to me to compare the adversity that Denver is facing now and kind of stepping up through it as, as Jokic is versus the adversity that the Timberwolves have mm. faced for the past, or basically since the Jimmy Butler yeah. era. And when adversity has come over the past three years, they've crumbled. Right. And and a lot of that falls on the shoulders of your best player. Right. Right. And I mean the Wolves two years ago, they, they started well, you know, 10 and 8. The Timberwolves fans listening to this will know like there's that weird Chris Paul jersey tuck game. They lose that game and it, it kind of like, <laughs> so tough. wow, it, that, that is a throwback. It, it, well, but what happened there was then the Wolves are 10 and 8 and then they start an 11 game losing streak. Right. And then they win a couple of games or they go like with three of the next five or something and then they go on a 13 game losing yeah. streak because injuries come around Cat. Cat got injured in that himself too. But this, the Timberwolves team has, whenever they faced 
anything like what Denver is facing this year, it's like white flag. Right. That's what it's been for the for the past few years. And, you know, I, I still think Jokic is even with this depleted group is surrounded by some better personnel than Cat has been in in previous years, but not that much. Yeah. And and he is, yeah, you know, the the carving the ire, the stepping up through all of it. He he is he is doing that. And it's it's really interesting for me to hear the three of you guys right. talk about how excited you are about this team through adversity, where I feel like the Timberwolves fan base, when adversity comes, they lose faith in Cat. Right. And and that's a pretty sinking feeling, right? And I don't know, like to win a championship, you can't you can't do this. Like no no one player in NBA history can carry a team all the way to a title, like all the way through. The Nuggets are going to have to get lucky and get healthy and enough guys contributing at the end. I just know that, or I just believe that the adversity Denver has faced. Not even like we go back to the seven when Denver won the seven and stuff like that is their trait. This is what you're talking about. Minnesota maybe has waved the white flag when things come by. Like Jokic deals his heels in and is like. Let's see if we can do this. We only have seven healthy bodies. Let's go out there and yeah. see if we can win on the road on a back-to-back, and they do. And uh, I just think that's a trait. And it is, in some ways, like how this all happens is so fascinating because I do feel like there's important moments in people's lives, but this is certainly true of basketball players, where it's like this was a decision point. You can go this way or that way. And some through probably dumb luck, like Jokic has become a much more serious person as yes. he's matured. Yeah. But just that he's had these little crossroads, and every single one of them, he has bounced in the direction of, no, I'm not going to let this define me. I'm going to get better from it or this or that. And we're at this point now where another metaphor I'm going to throw at you guys here for this one. You're going to really <laughs> hate you, If you hated the last one, you're going to really hate I this one. I love the last one. <laughs> I honestly think Jokic is like a wolf that lost his pack. Okay. Wolves, wolves are pack hunters, right? Like that's the strength of them as they work together. I feel like he is a great hunter who now all of a sudden has been forced to get more lean and more creative and more like now he like hunts like a lion because it's like I don't have anybody here to help. I have he has teammates. I'm not trying to diminish him. It's just that he has to become better at what he was already great at. He's had to become even better at it. And if we talk about tangible things, we've talked about his aggressive all, aggressiveness all this all this time. Jokic is so aggressive right now. Ridiculously yeah. aggressive. He looks like he's trying to score it personally every time down the court. And he's been like not aggressive at all, then like, oh, he's starting to get this. He's at a level right now he just would not have been if Jamal Murray was healthy. He would yeah. not be trying to dominate and score individually as much as he is, and it benefits him. Right, because now we know he knows he can. He knows. I feel like he, he knows. proved to himself. And the, Yeah, and what all of his teammates have said to him right since the jump, dude, they can't guard you. And and that that can be that they can't guard us going yeah. through you, but sometimes it's just that they can't guard you. And uh, you need to do that. And it's reluctant, but it's a part of, of his game now. And the scoring is at a level. I think he, it's such an all-around contribution. We almost fail to isolate and appreciate the scoring. Or if, if he was a score-first player putting up these numbers on this efficiency, and that was all he was doing, we would be lauding it. Yeah. And it's like, we're of course, we're lauding Jokic, but it's this holistic impact. But to your point... He is a tier one scorer right now. Oh, he's the fourth best scorer in the NBA. And, and, and he might actually be better than that because he takes fewer shots than the guys ahead of him. And to think that that was once a knock on him, right? It's it's crazy. It, it Why can't crazy. teams take him away? Is the mean? answer as simple as he's too good of a passer? Well, you can't. Oh, double. Yeah, you can't yeah, just you double. Can't, you yeah, can't that, double. That's what I mean. Is he has yeah. two. He doesn't have any weaknesses. But what about now when he's not surrounded by? Well, three or four well, that, shooters. That is honestly how you beat him, as other guys are just that bad that it's like, yeah. well, he generated all these looks and nothing right. came of it. But. but you still will double him for an entire game and he'll get 30. Like, yeah, he's, start, he's, scoring, he's through scoring through doubles. He's scoring through doubles and then there's a possession where the double doesn't come as soon as it should and he scores. It's one well, mistake, man. Yeah. That's what I mean the, about the defense, you know, doesn't bring the right rotation. He scores. So uh, whatever's being thrown at him, he's. He's just scoring. And he's so patient through it to this point. Like, okay, he understands these doubles are coming. And then on a possession-possession basis, do I just take the open pass? Or to Wynn's point, they made a slight mistake. There's my opening. I'm scoring. And he he just has it figured out. My dad texted me that about Jokic. And I think we all, as sports fans, the greats in any sport, they figure the game out, don't they? There's a It slows down around them. And it's, it's an inarticulable bit of genius or artistry, depending on... But it is it is like Larry Braun levels. Oh, of, oh there's the game no Larry is Braun. really Larry, <laughs> Larry really Braun. slow for him right now. Uh it, it it's incredible to watch. I feel like 
last night the season came into focus to me because let's all be honest the season hasn't been the most enjoyable of the Jokic era like it's been a struggle it's been a grind and I feel like watching him over this last game it made sense to me Jokic is suffering as we all are but he is suffering in a way that is almost necessary in the byproduct of this suffering is just making him so much better than any of us really thought possible and you know we'll see how it all comes together how long can he suffer yeah I honestly have more. Co- if, if it was anybody else, you're right. I would say I don't know. But with Yoke, I'm like, I think this is his lot. He's just going to be pushed to be the best yeah. possible version of himself, and that version is unassailable. And yeah. and it might actually just be good enough that uh, by the end of this year, he is good enough that he knows he can dominate anybody. Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, it doesn't matter. He knows that he's above all of those guys. One point though, a little bit of a pushback, not pushback, but just with the leadership thing. Jokic does get a lot of help. I mean, on uh, by example, he leads on the court. Emotionally, Jamal Murray is also oh, a no big question. part of the digging your heels in. It's a Michael Malone trade as well, and probably a cyclical thing in the combination of these guys. But I do want to stop short of saying like he is single-handedly the reason why they're not like where Minnesota is. It's just that is. he's being asked to do more than he's of capable of. of and course, yeah. every time he's asked to do it, his capability level rises, and it's incredible. Sure. We'll take a break. You guys never read? You never heard about Yellowstone Wolf 21? Anybody familiar with it? Incredible Wait, story. is that Yellowstone or Lone Wolf? No, this is actually what a different. I see on? why you're confused now. I'm this is the actual so wolf. Oh, this is the badass wolf. This is the most. Is yeah. the honestly the greatest wolf that ever lived. <laughs> Who's gonna guess? Check it out. Uh, Google it. It's a great one. All right, we take us um, to our first break on the other side. Let's talk about the Timberwolves. Yeah, let's sorry, preview Dave. this game. Sorry, Dave. That was. I just <laughs> felt like so, you know how the season has a narrative. I just feel like I saw it for the first time. I was like, I get it. I get wow. what this story's about now. All right, um, guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery uh, this week. It's Nugget season. It's the beer we drink during Nugget season. It's got that Nuggets blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. Make sure to pick some up from your local liquor store. Pick some up from your local grocery store. If you're out at the Breckenridge Farmhouse in Littleton, check it out. They got a really cool bar. Great food out there as well. If you're local, stop into the DNVR bar. We've got tons of Breck brews on tap. But make sure to pick up some mile. Do you think we have actual tons lager? Do you think we have tons of Breck Brew on tap? I don't think we have tons. That's an actual measurement we could verify. Yeah, beer is not measured in tons. I guess it'd be (laughs) liters. Yeah, we do have liters of it. Um, Also, guys, Ball. We're sponsored by Ball across the entire DNVR network. Yes, is in Ball Arena, where the Nuggets will play the Timberwolves tomorrow night, Wednesday night. But Ball came to us because they're looking to fill line capacity and hire production technicians at their plant in Golden. This position is on the front line of their aluminum beverage can production process at the Golden plant. They offer a competitive $27.39 per hour wage with potential for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant. And the production technician role touches on the other stages of production making aluminum cans and ends. So if you want more info, jobs.ball.com and search for golden, or you can text golden to 77222. That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or text golden to 77222. Lyco's asked if we have Rakia on tap. Like, I don't think Rakia you can have on. Maybe you can have. Well, on it's got to be dark out to have Rakia. That's the first. <laughs> That's your rule. Yeah. Is this your rule? Has yeah. to be sundown. The sun has to be down. We're, have Rakia. Dane, we're going to Serbia in, in the fall. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling they're not wow. going to allow you to. Well, uh... that, Serbia, <laughs> the rules are off the table. This is in uh, America. Yeah, sun has to be down. Um, that's the only requirement. Was Pekovic, Pek was uh, Serbian, right? I can't remember if he was Serbian or if it was another yeah. one of the Balkan countries. I can't remember. For sure, Balkan. He, um, <laughs> very Balkan. He is currently missing. I, I don't really. Well, I, or I don't know. They're, they're trying to have like all these this year have like wolves, old Wolves players come back to games. He's yeah. doing what Nikola Jokic will do in about yeah. 20 100 yeah. yeah. He actually, if I, if I recall right, might actually have some. Yeah, nefarious ties yeah. or something. Yeah. Like that. Wait, let's yeah, move on. Let's yeah, move yeah. on quickly. Um, all right, Dane. <laughs> so the Timberwolves, as they have now, I think a couple seasons in a row, started out the gate. It was like, oh, here they are, the Timberwolves. Are back. They didn't send out the tweet this year um, that the Wolves are back or no whatever. Tweet. No tweet. But honestly, they look have looked at moments in the season like a great team. I know they're on a little bit of a slide. What? How would you paraphrase the season so far for the Wolves? Well, Adam, it's so when you came on my show before the season, um, I was really interested to talk to you about this defensive scheme change right. mm. that the that Chris Finch, who was in mm. Denver previously, was going to instill in, in Minnesota. And he named it like 
to Jokic, to Malone, to what Denver's been doing. We want to, that's how we want to play defense. And that was kind of my fascination coming into the year because it's been, you know, Cat's career, six, first six years in the league, they've been a bottom 10 defense every single right. time. Um, it's been the problem. Whereas he can probably, if he has a healthy season, he's pretty much a walking top 10 offense. Right. So, so that's the, you know, that's the, the big change for the Wolves this year. And it worked. Wow. They, um, they've been top 10 defensively pretty much the entire season. Oh. Uh, that scrambling scheme. Um, By like, the way, this is a tr- trend out the season. A lot of teams totally. are, are changing from drop to being more aggressive with their bigs. And I think that's synergizing well with the, the way that the league's being refereed right. this year. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get away with your big being a little bit more physical up there. And ultimately, like to me, having Cat back, he's just was never that big of an individual, right? right? So to have him back running drop or just keeping him by the rim like you would a Joel Embiid, like yeah. that that never really made sense. I wasn't I wasn't sure that a, a change would lead to a top 10 defense, but a change has been huge for this team and it's why they've they've had extended stretches of of good play this year because they're using Cat specifically different and he has said this is the way he wants to play. Mm. He said that before the season he wants to get up and that reminds me so much of Jokic, remember right. a few years ago. Yep. Yep where Malone went to him and said, how do you want to play? And Jokic said, I want to play this way. And so it's kind of been the same, you know, it's been the same boost that this team has gotten. And they got a bunch of like six, eight athletes around them, like right. scramble, get that's out, the, contest shots. Like, yeah. uh, but what you also said on this show, which was prescient, was or on that show, was that that type of defense, you get a little tired. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. and now here we are, you know, 25 games into the year, over the past week or couple weeks, it's dropped back down to kind of that bottom 10 mm-hmm. level defense. And so I'm I'm curious to see if it has that arc, which you said, which it comes out hot. Right. You get a little bit of lays in the middle of the season and then pick it back up if you're going to be in it right. to, for the end of the season. But that, that is like the story for why the Wolves are decent this mm. year is that they're actually playing defense. And then the offense has been terrible. So <laughs> it is funny. So you talked about offensively or defense teams guarding Timberwolves right now. Jared Vanderbilt starting there. Yeah. He can't shoot. Really, he's kind of limited. He's hit a corner three last two games. First Does two, he? Has first, he really? He has. I don't. Do you buy it at all? Though I mean, that shot. He's definitely getting one to. tomorrow night. Definitely. He he might go five for five from <laughs> the corners, but he's got to shoot him. Yeah, because sure. right. it is as I was alluding to before with Cat. I mean, it's he is not able to pick up. Pick apart the double teams the way Jokic is. It's not his skill set. Right. He's struggling immensely. His post up numbers are terrible mm. this season because he's got the small on him who can move his feet, right. move their feet with Interesting. him. And then you got like Capella or, or like Jared Allen at the rim. Like that's a tough. All right, I gotta I gotta beat a quick footed guy who's guarding me at like eighteen feet. Yeah. And then I have the the center at the rim. Like that's tough. Yeah. And and really it's it's they teams can afford to guard the Wolves this way because despite all the great things Jared Vanderbilt is doing with from energy offensive rebounding, it it totally messes up the Wolves yeah. offense. They're third to last in half court offense. That's something year. I feel like I take for granted when watching Jokic, his ability to pass out of the double team. Like, you when, think, when you're watching you it, are man. I mean, when, yeah. when you're watching another watch NBA game, <laughs> just watch the big pass out of a double team and oh. M- be towns. Yeah. Any of these top tier bigs it's just not even close well, to the same. It's crazy. The second biggest scared. Yeah. The second biggest scared that that Jokic is going to expose him. Yeah. Right. In in that time it takes to take those two three steps over to bring the double. Right. There's this trepidation to yeah. bring the double on Jokic. With Cat, it's like let's do this. This is mm-hmm. work. Like the scout is out there from the past yeah. five games. This is how you slow down the Wolves' offense. This is how you slow down Cat. Put Cat out on the perimeter. Like Jokic, anyone, Embiid. Gobert, anything like none of the fives can guard him on the perimeter right now. He he lost, you know, 15, 20 pounds this offseason. He is his attack in the basket game is like as good as it's ever been. Against smalls? Even uh, well, it works best against against a big, right. but it he's still able to get that step on the smalls. But again, now like he can get by John Collins, but now Clint Capella's there. Right, right. That's right. a big difference of all right, am I getting by Clint Capella and then John Collins, six eight is there at the rim. So it's been it's been the thing that has stalled out the Wolves' offense. It's so interesting what teams, how they decide to utilize their weapons because Jared Vanderbilt is an anchor on their offense because of this very reason. Like, or And I shouldn't even say on their offense, on Cat in particular. It makes his job hard. Yes. But when you talk about this aggressive scheme, this is what he's actually good at. So good. You need to have, if, as the power forward in this scheme, you need to have an incredible motor. 
you have to cover a lot of ground mm -hmm. and you have to be able to read and react quickly. I don't know what his read and react like if he's reading the court well, but he plays with an insane motor. I mean, his motor is a crazy person's motor and he can cover a ton of ground and that's what you need. How has he been in terms of like just reading it and being in the right spots? So I was kind of focused in on the power forward specifically there in the low man concept, right? Yeah. But they've really had, it doesn't have to be the four. Who's well, the of low course, man. yeah. So, so they've, some of the other guys have done a, a good job of that. Torian Prince is, yeah. has started a lot. You know, he understands the low man concept. Yeah. Josh Okoge, when he's been in there in those ways too. Jane McDaniels, like when this defense is working, not just Vanderbilt is playing the low man well, like they all are. They're getting into, you know, yeah. to to touch the roller there and be able to scramble back out like they're giving up a bunch of threes but they're contesting them well and and opponents are not making them at a high rate and you know a lot of people say oh you know it's three point variance but it's that scheme that scramble and you have a guy you're, you're spotted up in the corner and jared vanderbilt has like is sprinting out at you to contest your shot like right that's scary <laughs> when, yeah. when when you're the shooter that way so to that i mean the scrambling part of the defense i think has has worked really well and and you know and cat likes it he's more engaged when right. he can be up in the ball now teams are starting to pick it apart a little bit more you got some tape on it so i'm curious to see how much it holds mm -hmm. from a defensive standpoint i've got one I, I found the wolves have sort of at least to start the year i haven't watched them as much emerging identity as like suddenly very athletic very physical mm. a lot of big strong bodies flying around do you agree with that assessment and, and hey, do you like dogs, that man. direction it's headed in they got dogs, dogs. who like, are they who are the dogs i mean vando vando is pat sure. bev Edwards. Pat bev, yeah, yeah those that, guys are, i mean that the starting five has turned out to be pretty awesome right yeah. i mean you got the the anthony edwards d'angelo russell cat and then the other two are pat bev and jared vanderbilt the I mean, it sounds like a fake stat, but that starting five in their minutes together this year have a net rating of plus 50. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's plus best, 50? It's pretty good. Plus 50, best in the NBA. Pretty good. I mean... Wait, how many minutes is this? 108. Okay. Not That's a ton, but it is a starting yeah, lineup. Yeah, I mean, they've now gone... minutes. They, yeah. they kind of... They kind of... It took them a while to like, all right, are we going to start Vando because right. of the spacing issues? They had Pat Bev off the bench at first. Delos missed five games. Yeah. But... Obviously, they're not going to have a plus fifty net rating right. the whole time, but they found what their their yeah. best five are, and and it works because those two guys are dogs. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, Pat Bev's going to fight you at the point of attack. Jared Vanderbilt's not scared of anybody. Like, he'll he'll take a hit to the face every single game, and like <laughs> he knows like that's that comes with the territory right. of being you know the energy guy for this for this team. But even you know even be, behind them, like not as talented, but like. Torian Prince will fight with you. Right. Josh Okogie hasn't, you know, he hasn't been in the rotation really, but really he'll, he's he'll out, fight huh? Yeah, he's been. That's too bad. I like. Well, you can't. He's not shooting either. So it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you certainly can't play him at the three if Vanderbilt's out there at the four. Right. Um, right. But it, it's it's kind of like inspired some of the other guys who I think, you know, from ten thousand feet, you wouldn't you wouldn't put that. You wouldn't say D'Angelo Russell's a dog. Anthony Edwards is a right. dog. But like, it it's uh there's been some trickle down there. Sure. And and Delo Delo's guarding this year. Like Delo is playing defense. But that's part. Sometimes that's what you need is you have your skill players, and obviously they mm -hmm. they have three very good skill players. So yeah, you need the dogs around them that are willing to do all of that dirty work. I'm excited to watch Vando because we never saw him in Denver. Yeah, he was here for a year and a half. He played like felt like five total games with the Nuggets in, in garbage time minutes. But the front office believed in him, like the rebounding numbers, the defensive potential, the offensive rebounding is incredible. Yeah, mm. the front office really really liked him. Um, because of that, I think we liked him. We were, so we were always intrigued, but he always profiled as a four that, yeah, like maybe this guy could, could fit next to Jokic. You know, Aaron Gordon's obviously like a better version of yeah, that. For sure. And Denver's found that guy for sure. But um, I'm excited to watch Vanderbilt. Well, it is interesting because, you know, last year when Gordon's name was out there floating, I mean, I, I was a pretty big proponent of the Wolves going after Gordon in, mm. in that sort of way. I mean, similar... Kat and Jokic are different, but there's a lot of similarities yeah. there too, where mm -hmm. I think the ideal four you want to put next to either of those guys is kind of like the Gordon archetype, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And and so Vanderbilt, I think they still need that Aaron Gordon. They definitely do. <laughs> but but like Vanderbilt is a good discounted version of that that I wouldn't now I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, that could be like the backup, the the third you big. Spend the money the elsewhere. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And he, he signed for like a three year, twelve million dollar yeah. deal. Yeah, like nice. that's that's you know, that's money. Like if you can, if you can make Is he that a fan happen. favorite right now? 
Like the, I, the, the, the try hard fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Him and, and Pat Bev and that, and really, that sort of way. Pat Bev. Yeah. No, I mean, I never think of Pat Bev being beloved. I think if he's your guy, even then I kind of feel like, like, yeah, man, but like, I don't know. Like I'm all in on Faku right now. The reason, yeah, well, but, but the <laughs> reason, like that. Yeah. yeah. If, if it was, if, if that, if Faku was a blazer, I would hate that motherfucker. Pat, Pat Bev just like chirped a lot though, is the thing. Like he kept calling his shots too many times. And I almost feel like if you call your shot, the Minnesota it, arc's good for him though. Do you agree? It's like a, almost like a sort of humbling. I kind of uh, like where he's at. I like it a little more. Uh, yeah. He, it's been interesting. Like he, kind of wanted to come to minnesota i mean obviously you're, you're leaving the clippers in that situation that's all i mean by humbling yeah. yeah and and i think it's actually worked well i think he's i think he saw something in cat but most importantly like saw something in d'angelo russell that there's yeah. like more there yeah. and and he's talked about kind of being you know a team that's like fighting for that seven eights yeah like the clippers were before they got you know Kawhi and and Paul George and, and all that. Like, it's an underdog he likes team. That. He it's likes an underdog that. team, mm-hmm. and that's what Pat. Be- yeah, he's into is. that. Well, he's, yeah. he's, he's trying to get another check too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, like, yeah. he's a free agent at the end of the season. He's trying to prove that. It's like his last big check too, probably. Yeah. Well, he wants to have like the PJ Tucker late thirties, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Rather than the like fall out of the yeah. NBA late thirties for a defensive guy. So he, he's actually been he, he's been a good player for this team this year, and and you know, and should be like problematic at the point of attack for okay. for playing the the nuggets tomorrow like he's healthy like i think tomorrow might create a nuclear explosion i just want to yep. clear <laughs> out let those two go 82 feet or 92 feet yeah just I, full court that will one happen on one. that will happen <laughs> uh let's take a break on the other side we'll start to get into more specifics of what we expect from this game tomorrow and maybe like keys keys to watch that you might not have uh, thought of if you guys are looking for a christmas gift we got um, 11 days. Only yeah. 11 days? Yeah. That can't be right. I thought I had more time than that. I'm taking this box with me. That's yeah. What I like. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots and uh, lots check out Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's at Manscaped.com with the code DNVR. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Ladies, that's a gift for them and you. Just saying. <laughs> it is. They've got some great stocking stuffers. Give They've got the, um, the Manscaped two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. They've got with the, the pump. Don't forget. Look at it right there. Big fan of the pump. <laughs> there it is, right on the table. Yeah. Uh, they've got the. You're Manscaped in the shower. You just have to just pump pump it cologne up. Cologne infused it up. body wash. Small perk. Um, Manscaped signature cologne. They've got tons of stuff. Um, other than you know just the lawnmower 4.0, the classic. Um, so make sure to go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR, uh, get 20% off, order it. You probably have to order this very, very soon uh, to get in time for Christmas. So manscaped.com, DNVR, get 20% off your entire purchase. Um, this week at DraftKings, guys, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed high-scoring NFL game with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL You'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free is bets. Is that likely in football? It's going to happen. Okay. Just uh, don't bet on the Lions. <laughs> Thank you for that tip. That's yeah, a great year. That's, that's, uh, that's some shark knowledge right wow. there. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get their skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Get those for at NBA games, of course. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score. Win $100 in free bets. That's with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, Hassle Cattle Company. They're hooking it up for the holidays. Get 15% off your entire purchase. Better order now. Wouldn't use the code DNVR15. Yeah, you got to order this ASAP. Holiday if you want it train? for Christmas. Yeah. If you want to just train. give a friend or family member just a pile of meat for Christmas. That's a great gift. Yeah, it's a great gift. It's an unforgettable gift. Hop on that beef train. <laughs> uh, DNVR15 for 15% off your purchase from Hassle Cattle Company. If you order over $200, you're going to get free shipping. With that as well. But DMVR15 at HassleCattleCompany.com. getting for Christmas. <laughs> I can't figure it out. She's getting meat. Mm. 
Mm. Clip that. She's getting Hassle Cattle Company. <laughs> Shit. Oh, Final so segment close. here. Uh, so let's preview this game here. The Nuggets now on a two-game winning streak. It's a little streak. Wow. Right now. We're going streaking. They got another game on home before going out on the road. We don't know the status of Will Barton just yet, although... I'd be shocked if this non-COVID-related illness lasted another game. I would start to get concerned, to be honest. I know. I tried to ask what it was last game, and just like not feeling well. Man, what a bummer! Uh, yeah. But we suspect he'll be back. Suspect he'll be back. We'll see with Aaron Gordon, who is dealing with back soreness, and then played forty minutes and windmilled and windmilled full extension windmilled. Uh, so we'll see what the status is there. Dane, what can you tell us about just what momentum is the Timberwolves are carrying in? I know they got a big emotional win. The other day, one game winning, one streak. game, <laughs> one in a row. <laughs> no, I mean, I would say for any team that's like playing the Wolves right now, like they can beat you. Yeah, like they for sure they they and that's not probably other years when like the Wolves have came to town. You're right. like, this is a probably a Nuggets win. You know, they have they have a really talented big three. Like yeah. the and and I think what was big in the end of the game when they beat Portland on Sunday, Cat. Delo and Ant did it all together, yeah. and that had been a big problem over the course of this year in fourth quarters. I the I say baton passing, you know, where yeah. it was like your turn, my turn. That it, it it naturally like progressed through the three of them. They talked about it after the game of like kind of being able to to find, and that's that is hard to do. You yeah, know? for sure. When you have three like high usage offensive weapon guys like that to to figure out that balance, so I think they're starting to kind of like come around to that to maximizing the big three, Vanderbilt and Pat Bev being a supporting cast for them. I think it's like it is a team that can come into Denver and and beat them. It's also a team that like if you're the Nuggets and and you punch first, you I think particularly if you're able to exploit weaknesses of this defense, like you can really rip out the soul of this team. Mm. Like if they if they come out in the first quarter and they're scrambling around on defense, they're I mean they lead the league in turnovers like drawn. Mm. If they if they can get out quick and like put up six, eight fast break points on you like early in the game, like they're going to get inspired and they're going to believe right. that they can, you know, like we could play with Jokic. And, yeah. and, but it really kind of just seems to swing like one way or the other there. For me, I'm just like, it's, it's kind of fascinating every game to see how the other team approaches the two most obvious weaknesses of this team, which is this cat doubling problem. I think Gordon should guard cat mm. i think he will um and then you're able to use Might even be jeff green to be honest yeah maybe or maybe bigger. yeah just not a I, yeah and then you could put gordon on ant i guess that would maybe make more sense that actually would but it, it, it's make it's sense. that can, can you Yo, do that vando all night's gonna be hilarious <laughs> so many cross matches too <laughs> but what's is that something that's exposing the wolves so it's kind of like all these things every single game like are you able to take away cat early with those doubles right and then defensively like how are you going to try and exploit the Wolves' very aggressive defensive scheme? Let me right. ask you this, Harrison, because when the Jazz tried this, when they took Gobert off of Jokic mm -hmm. to be like a help over, to me, it felt like the biggest wuss move in the history of basketball. Where well, I like, Beverly agrees with you. If you're the defensive player of the year, you have to guard the best player. I, like It might make strategic sense, but there's just this little bit of psychological whatever. And I feel like the same with Yoke. Yoke just guard towns. Let Jeff Green or Gordon be the roamer, you know, like it's fine also if they're that guy. Well, I think Aaron Gordon's definitely going to guard one of Edwards or Russell. Yeah. Um, like that's how Denver's been playing it. They yeah. had him guarding Brad Beal the entire game like last night. And I know the Wizards don't have a, a Towns, mm -hmm. but right. um, he's honestly been on guards almost more than he's been yeah. on bigs this season. So I would expect that. And yeah, I'm with you. Put and Green starting at the three or four now that's they're yeah. going with that front court now so they could do that yeah i mean it would just be it'd be crazy to me if i'm a nugget scout and to watch the last five wolves games and go we're gonna go with putting a center on right camp. when literally when it when the wolves fall apart is they can't solve this yeah they they, they can't solve this so i hear i hear adam i hear pat bev but like that's what I would do. It also might be. I wonder how much of a Jokic they if, if Malone goes to Yoke and is like, hey, it's better if we bring mm. you off. He's like, no. Yeah. Because it's kind of personal between those two. Those two but maybe that's like a, to measure. To that measure might also be exactly other. why you don't. <laughs> might be another reason why you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, like, do you want to not get beat up and ejected and angry for like five minutes? <laughs> we'll put you that's on someone point. else. I want to ask you, too. I mean, it seemed I think I know the answer, but. Is there a noticeable difference in the way Cat approaches the Jokic matchup than other games? Does he approach it in any particular way? 100%. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's different. He he measures himself against those guys, and he feels that a lot. I mean, he's fallen very clearly behind the Embiid's and Jokic's of the league. But yeah. now, even I mean, is he better than a Gobert, mm. or is he in the Clint Capella level of the centers in the league? And he certainly doesn't think so. He certainly has the talent to be better right. than that. So he, I remember the, you know, you guys probably like saw the the tweet of it or whatever but last time when we were interviewing cat before the the nuggets game he talked about how this year he's before games watching videos of gorillas fighting. oh my yeah. god yeah, to, to yeah. Bump that, that was before the, are you buying that do you think he's really watching gorilla Yo- Jokic videos? plays a video game on his phone yeah. 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 horse trainer cat you know. might too horse I, trainer 2020 you know, <laughs> <laughs> You, you, like, you like you like manager. Story. You like accumulate coins and buy horses. He's not place. kidding, actually. Yeah, that's, that's a, a true real thing. Story. I've seen him play. So so weird. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I mean, you always have to put what Cat's saying through a filter of yeah. is he saying it or is he doing it? Um, yeah. But <laughs> but like uh, he plays well against Embiid. Like yeah, and he, yeah. he I mean he does. I absolutely. I think sure. you are going to get a Carl Anthony Towns against Nikola Jokic that is very different than. A Carl Anthony Towns guarded by like Goga Batadze. So you know what I'm saying? Like so I I, yeah. I mean Kat's gonna try and put it on him. And what are they gonna, you know, how are they gonna how are they gonna counter that? Because Kat can do that. Like absolutely Kat can expose Jokic in space if they they put him in that in that spot. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited. And I'm excited excited too. It's always fun. I always like these games. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. It will be So does Malik Beasley. Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah. Over (laughs) under twenty two shots from Malik Beasley. Over. <laughs> yeah, he'll take a lot of shots. What about D'Angelo Russell? I always see him on the plus, because like, we obviously are tracking Jokic's ridiculous on-off splits. D'Lo is another one of these guys whose on-offs are really ridiculous. It's been really good. I mean, and a lot of people, you know, point to the noise, the shooting a lesser three-point percentage against when D'Lo's on the floor, all this and that, but he is trying defensively, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that makes a difference. They're putting him in a free safety role sort of defensively. They'll I don't know who's gonna who will start at the two for the Nuggets. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Barton. Potentially Barton. Barton. Yeah, he'll 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 hide as much as possible, and he will, and he'll he'll play free safety there. And and when they again the Wolves are up playing defense more aggressively, Deal will be in that low man thing sometimes, and he he knows how to be there. He's not big, but right. he he knows how to be there. Like Deal's been good this year, and he's which is crazy because he's shooting a career low from two and three. Hmm. But when he he's on the floor, like the Wolves have been way better this year. Not just with the starters, like. Hmm. He kind of inspires that second unit too, which is pretty like ragtag yeah. for for this team. It's, I mean, the Chris Finch, D'Angelo Russell like pairing has really, oh, really, really worked. Those guys are so those he's guys are conforming tight. to that emerging identity kind of thing. The defense and yeah, the- yeah, for sure. And and again, and I don't say this in a pejorative way, but like he talked about on media t- media day too. He's trying to get paid, right? right like right. he's extension eligible this summer as well. And if you're on a 24 <clears throat> win team. You know that yeah. misses the playoffs. You're not going to get paid. So, right. so he, they're, they're, his team is like motivated. They're not, mm. they're not just going to, they'll roll over if you get up by 15 or 20 on them. But I'm like right out. I think you'll see an engaged Wolves team. Nice. Do you, you talked about the big three working together. I know this is a tough question. How well do they seem to get along, and not just get along personality wise, but I mean get along as basketball players? I think those are separate questions, probably. Okay. Um. I think you have Cat and D'Lo who are both 26, and you have Ant who's 20. Yeah, he's, and he's and, very much 20. And he's very much 20, yeah. So there's like this difference in the way, like how together they are off the court, I think. Not in like a Simmons and B dislike each sure, other sure. way, but you know, that's just a human thing. You're different. It's a college kid. It's super you know? common. Also, I think it's hard to know that mm-hmm. definitively. That's why I'm more interested in just like on the court. Do they have this like, Accept it. here. I'll put, I'll give you this. Jokic Murray, perfect acceptance of the way those two operate together. Jokic Murray and PJ, they're knights. They're knights, but there's also a lot of times where you're kind of like, is MPJ just a corner guy? Meaning, is he happy in the little role that he right. has to take on? Those three, when you see them working together, does it always feel like somebody has? To it's step always into the night, it's knights best case for for the wolves with like there's nights where it, it works. Yeah. Most of the time, it doesn't. And honestly, I. Don't know if this is ultimately going to be a three-man pairing that you want to like continue to build around. Sure. I, I give you a hot take. I don't know if there are three-man pairings. What's the best three-man pairing in the NBA? Like uh, historically, even yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I mean, even right you now? think about no. I'm just saying, like 
Yeah, so I mean, yeah it, but, but you know the thing about no, 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 no. Here's the thing: is that uh, well, KD. That's a little bit ridiculous because well, those guys were. Ky- Kyrie, Harden, no, no. and Durant were very good last year. Who? Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin. Durant. See, I kind of disagree. I feel like those were three guys that you always had one that was like just mm-hmm. a little bit on the odds. And even if you, even if you go like Chris Bosh is a great example of this. He was better than what he was needed, so he had to be less impressive than what he was capable of being individually. They're not going to all be what they can be. Correct. And that's what I'm kind of wondering. And so trying to fit three guys that are all offensive oriented players, I think is actually tough. And this pertains to Denver as well. As opposed to like a Drew Holiday third piece in Milwaukee. A thousand percent. Right. Yeah. It it doesn't work very well with the Wolves in the past. Like, again, I said the last game, they seem to play off of each other well in the fourth quarter. But a lot of the time, you know, it's going to be the last six minutes and you're going to kind of try and go to two man game with Cat and D'Lo. Yeah. Which just puts ant in the corner and he checks out there is he the most the one that most goes to the third option do you in think? in crunch in time. the crunch time yeah i mean he leads the team in shots so he's definitely getting his like <laughs> uh generally speaking but but yeah like i don't know they need to grow there right they need to figure this out more it's not it's not there it it, it you, isn't you there. need reps you know mm-hmm. you need tons and tons of late game tons. situations to to filter that stuff out Le- learning how to lose what you are and win together right like the, all the lessons that and, and the that timberwolves game 82 is a good example right? you go through all these things together and yep. you can end up a far more experienced group than your age or average age which suggests of your core which right? i think that the time thing is so interesting I'm, I'm thinking about this back at the beginning when we were talking about Jokic, and he's like ready to deal with his adversity i think part of that is the fact that he's been there with this group for yes. like five years if this adversity came three years ago you know does he have as much belief in the overall thing as he has invested in everything? Like mm-hmm. the wolves are so much earlier in yeah, the, in, in the process question. of it that which kind of sucks for them is they got to make a decision on, are we going to do cat and Delo kind of this summer? Delo's extension eligible cats extension eligible. Like that's why this year for the Timberwolves is so important to be like, do you believe in big threes? Do right. you believe that these three guys go together? Because if not, like you need to pivot. Right. And yeah. it's a big pivot. Like to break Cl- up yeah. your three. Clay's such an interesting one, Kale, because like I think Michael Porter should be Clay Thompson, you know, in theory. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Clay Thompson is he only touches it when he shoots or passes it right back to where it came and then keeps moving. It's like his decision tree is two, it forks. It's just two, there's two spokes are two branches on it. It's, Am I open enough to shoot? If not, just pass it back to Jokic, move again, and, and just repeat that formula. And Porter is a better talent than just just doing that. Yeah, but he'd also would be really good at just doing that, as yeah. Clay Thompson is really good at just doing that. And maybe and as that's Wins the pointed point. out. Some of Porter's very best games came from just doing that, like three the, dribbles, three oh, dribbles, yeah. thirty-five five. points. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, you got to choose if you want to be the number two or not. I mean, if you're if you are the number three, you have to be that. Or if you're Anthony Edwards, you have to go to the corner. Sometimes right. you have to right. engage right. yourself. If you're Michael Porter Jr., you need to be able to recognize that. And I think when you're 20 years old like Anthony Edwards, you're how old is MPJ? 23? 24? Yeah, like you have this vision of what you're going to become individually. Right. And you are not going to become that if you play like Clay Clay Thompson in in their heads, right? Uh, Completely agree. And I think it's even part of why Denver was comfortable paying Michael Porter. And we've talked about this before, but I'm curious if Michael Porter's career just got cut shorter by a third back surgery. I wonder if he's less concerned about that next contract and more like, Hmm. I'm only playing now to win championships. I'm never going to break records. I'm never going to get another 180 million dollar deal so might as well just play out the string and do what i need maybe maybe not so wishful thinking on my part um ant in a vacuum outside of those dynamics we were just talking about just general uh thoughts this year like how uh inspired are you hopeful about him and yeah that's what i was gonna say inspired like the way people talk about ant is the way that you guys talked about Jokic the first Mm. 15 minutes right and there's just again not all cat's fault but there's a lot of cat fatigue Minnesota, because there's been so much losing. Like, Ant, you, it's not like he's having a great shooting year or anything like that, but but you're more willing to, like, believe in the flashes mm-hmm. of him because of the youth and because of, you know, because it could be something else down the line. Cat, this is your seven, you know? So, I mean, Ant, as a basketball player, he's got the physical tools, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, personality stuff matters too. He's a blast. He's like, great. Yeah. He, he, he really is. I mean, it's the... It's a very different type of player to cover than the other guys I have, but it's, I mean, what a, I feel lucky, you know, yeah. to, to be and see what he's going to become because who he is right now as a 20 year old, as a person, you know, he's not going to, 
we all change from the time yeah. we go from being 20 to 25. And sure. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like for Anthony Edwards because I think what that is will define who he becomes as a basketball player. Too. Interesting, mm. man. Really interesting. Well, that wraps it up. I know Dane's got to get over to Ball Arena for Timberwolves practice, but this was a great conversation. Dane, we always love doing yeah, the man. show, and I'm glad we got to do it in person this time. I know. It's been yeah. it's been a long time coming, and I think they're back here on April Fool's. So, <laughs> Are you going to come back I, out? I don't know. I might. We'll, yeah. we'll see. I'm kind of nice. feeling out how much traveling makes sense this year and doing doing some of the trips. But, uh, yeah, it's just I'm. this is super cool to be here and – and to see all this, I'm, I'm jealous. That's Good to have awesome, you. Awesome, man. man. Really good. Everybody else, hit that like button on the way out. Don't forget the pregame show tomorrow. Don't forget the party bus, January 16th. We're going right from here to the arena and back, and then we're going to have a giant party afterwards. It's going to be great. Hopefully, watch the Nuggets just absolutely destroy the Utah Jazz. Vibes will be amazing. <laughs> so happy it's the Jazz. It'll be a lot of fun. It's $100. The tickets retail for 104 so it's a discounted ticket plus the party bus. Don't have to pay for parking. It's going to be a lot of fun. Adios, everybody. How I'm feeling, man. I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah.